Hey, what's up, guys? It's Miss McBride here from Classrooms in Compton, coming to you with Season 2. I wanted to start off this season by recapping a little bit of teaching during the time of Corona. It's definitely one of the most challenging times in my career, and I can guess from the sentiments of my colleagues that it's also the most difficult time of other people's careers. I am going to start off by being quite real today, but I want to let you know that every cloud has a silver lining. So life during Corona definitely has us rethinking everything we do. It has us rethinking friendship, having to schedule computer playdates, even as adults. It has us rethinking connecting to our families. Some of us have gotten some well-deserved time to spend together that we may not have had otherwise. It has us rethinking how we connect to our community. How do we stay in touch with our neighbors, our town, our leaders, and just definitely has us rethinking education. So we've been practicing distance learning since March. And I think distance learning means in some language trying to corral cats in a bathtub virtually. So we've just returned to school in late August. And when I say return to school, um, we teachers here in Compton were required to come back to teach from the classroom. Now I know some of you are saying, like, how could that be? The governor has passed mandates that say you cannot be doing face-to-face -face teaching. Right, we're not doing face-to-face -face teaching. We're teaching virtually from our empty classrooms. And honestly, as a teacher, 13 years, I've thought this might be the end of my teaching career. You know, the students, they are the spirit of campus. If you've ever been to an empty school, it's kind of scary. It doesn't feel right. And that's what we're going into every day. What's missing from my room is laughter, conversations, even the expletives in the back corner. And as much as I do want them back in the classroom, I also would like to stay alive. You know, I went on full quarantine when the issue was um, given back in March and I stayed at home except for going to the grocery store for about five months. So now returning to a campus with over a hundred people on it has got me a little scared, creates some anxiety, but it also has depression at an all time high. Because the thing that gets me up in the morning, my students, the reason I go to work every day 
those kids, they're not there. And it makes it very, very difficult to sit in a cold classroom on a wooden chair for six hours a day at my computer, asking them to unmute themselves and turn their cameras on. And I must say a million times a day, I'm about to share my screen. Now, I think that it's amazing that technology has come this far, that we were able to move our classrooms online without much interruption. I would say the interruption that I've felt the most is from administrators, superintendent, board of directors. And it's not my fault that these people don't know how to read data or they skew the data points that they do receive. You know, I want students to be safe and I want teachers to be safe. Next week, our district is thinking about bringing back two special populations. I mean, all of my students belong to a special population because they're my students. But we're thinking about bringing back severe to moderate um, so students with learning disabilities, as well as bringing back our English language learners. And I understand why. I have a friend who has a son. He's 13. He has, he is nonverbal autistic. And she's been on quarantine with him. She is going a little crazy. I mean, she already was. She hasn't gotten much sleep and she's watching her son regress. I hope to have her on an upcoming episode of From Classrooms in Compton to give you the parents' perspective. So yes, I'm torn that I want to stay alive. I want my kids to stay alive, but I want kids to socialize. I want parents to keep their hair. I want families to be able to return to work. But I also want to do it based on the truth. And that's something I'm finding harder and harder to find. So I guess my only suggestion to myself is stop looking for it. Stop looking for the truth and start finding your own. So yes, students might be coming back to campus and what can I do about it? I can remember that I'm in control of only a few things. I can keep six feet away from students, which I have to admit is kind of hard. However, it's possible. I can wash my hands repeatedly, more so than I do now. Keep hand sanitizer on me at all times. I can wear a mask and make sure that students have their masks on, secured, and in the right place. I guess what I'm truly saying is I'm tired of being negative. I'm tired of being negative. I set an example for my kids. So do district leaders. But if they can't be mature enough to live up to their responsibility, well, I can set that example for them. Sometimes you have to lead from the bottom up. So I'm going to 
do just that. I'm going to remember to be positive. I'm going to remember this is a great time to be an educator. We are making history. We're trying new things. Groundbreaking curriculums are being made. Students are even more prepared for the workforce than they were before because of their hands-on experience. Some students actually have better access to our curriculum when they're learning from home. So next time you happen to be in that teacher's lounge or that six feet away from each other socially distanced uh, water cooler conversation, think of all the things that are going right at your school. You know, I'm just not going to talk about my leaders anymore. I'm going to embrace the positive, and I hope you do too. It really makes my classroom in Compton a much brighter place. Hope you join me for the next episode. From Classrooms in Compton, I'm Miss McBride.